Truck Show Podcast, live from SEMA 2018, powered by Nissan, featuring the best factory warranty in the industry, five-year, 100,000 miles, and Decked, the premier storage solution for all compact, mid-size, full-size trucks and vans. Live from the SEMA Show in Las Vegas, the Truck Show. Show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show. With your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, I feel like this interview has been over a year in the making. Okay, so the backstory is you told me about these guys, and then you told me about them again, and then about four or five other times, you know, we really should have them on, and four or five times I responded, you're right, do you do, go do something. And I don't every know every single time I was reaching out through Instagram, yeah. and I felt like I was just getting a middle finger through Instagram, okay. just on the... Uh, so. So I'm not going to lie, we poked the bear a little bit. You and I yeah. took a funny picture in front of one of their trucks, and we're like, hey, here we are. Here we and are. sure as shit, here comes Plan B. <laughs> goes, oh, you should talk to us. So I took that Instagram, and I'm like, hey, dude, we would love to talk to you. And It's legit. And here sure. is Rob right here at our table. We know our table is either too tall or too short or the chair is too tall. Uh, yeah. Everybody keeps hitting their we knees and stuff. We can't complain. It was free. It was free. kind yeah, of a yeah, cool yeah. view up here yeah, at the, awesome. above the Lund booth. So Rob... You own Plan B. Yes, sir. And I you're, plan out of, you're out of uh, Florida, correct? Yeah, we're out of the Orlando area, out of Florida. Um, My favorite Sorrento. thing about Orlando, by the way, love the gator parks. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. <laughs> Every time I go, that's I got to so go. Ch- that's so I got, cheesy, I, though. I know, but I you're love so it. You're so tourist. Go watch the uh, alligator jump out and get the chicken on the wire. I don't know. That reminds me of my, my childhood going to, it's like, hey, we're going to go to Disney World. Oh, and the alligator. Oh, good alligator park. So anyway. Rob, how did you go from like... It's not fair to say zero to hero, but like you were, you were a fabricator, and now you own this kind of like corner truck of scene in front of the South Hall in the South Hall. This is a coveted space out here, and now you're like the godfather of this area. <laughs> like you're like, well, I mean, basically it all started as a joke uh, five six years ago, just piddling around in the mud truck industry. Uh, I got a really, really good friend, Jason from JFab Industries, which y'all notice he's on the truck out there. Saw those? They did uh, the majority of the work to that truck. We did some fabrication and uh, we built the frame and body and all for it. Um, and they did the rest of the work. I can't take that away from those guys. Um, Jay's got a good crew over there. They assembled it, got it all dialed in, made a lot of changes that our customer wanted to make to the truck. Uh, we did the now you're talking about the big the black, black the big one. mud truck that y'all posted the one on that Instagram. we posted on yeah. Instagram. Okay, so let's first let's talk about that in case someone didn't hear our interview when we did yep. it out front front yep. of the truck. Describe that truck for me. It's a 2016 Ford F250. Um, not anything on the truck except for the body, the motor and trans. You can see door handles. <laughs> Nothing else on that whole entire truck is a factory item. Uh, from the frame is a full sheet metal frame, all built two piece. The frame rails are all sheet metal. Uh, you guys actually got to see it, so it's pretty cool. Um, cradle all bolts in. The truck completely bolts together. Uh, all the plumbing, the lines, the wiring, everything is all aftermarket, hidden on top of the frame rails. Uh, you won't see any if you guys get a good look yep. at it. It's beautiful. There's, there's no lines running everywhere. There's none of that. Um, 
It's sitting at about 40, 48 inches of lift, depending on what shots. <laughs> we were wondering what that was. Yeah, yeah, it's about 48 inches over stock height, uh, sitting on uh, Meritor sheet metal axles, all built by JFab. Um, those guys over there designed them and put them together for I us. I wouldn't even know where to buy them, let alone fabricate well, so them. To I them. thought maybe the center sections were like Rockwell two and a half ton based or something oh, no, like no, that. No, it's, no, it's all Meritor five okay. ton center sections. All right, uh, wow. Nothing else on that is used except for the knuckles and the yep, center chunks. Yep. Uh, everything else is sheet metal inside and out. It's got uh, CNC overtime, dual steering, four-wheel steer all the way around the truck. Um, PSC steering hooked us up with some good stuff, products for it. Um, as far as King built us, we got the only set, obviously, you see it. It's a three and three-quarter inch body shock running a four and a quarter inch spring, 18 inches of travel. It's the only set currently out. We were told that, and we're friends with the King guys because they're yeah. right down the street from yes, our sir. podcast studio. And we were like, really? That's a one-off set? That's oh, a one-off yeah. set of 18-inch travel. I mean, we paid a pretty penny for them. They yeah. definitely weren't free, but uh, the customer said he wanted something. He wanted something else. So, I mean, he got what he got. He got a one-off. He's got a one-off truck. You won't see another one out here like that. I doubt you see anybody even try to go against that truck, as in building one. If they want to do it, we'll build another one. So, I mean, it, that truck <laughs> there is a, a definitely a custom one-off truck. Uh, one of our favorite trucks we've ever done. Most time-consuming truck we've ever built. How, How many minutes? Yeah, hours. Uh, if I had to guess hours, I couldn't put hours on it. That's an eight months in the making build. Oh, wow. Um, man, hours, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't know where to go with that. I mean, you know, you can only build so many pieces of it, and then you got to wait and build the other pieces of it, and then put that together to build the next pieces yeah, it's of a it. Yeah, well, then you got to take it apart and have it coated and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically, the truck was fully built, fully assembled, functioning vehicle, ripped all apart for powder <laughs> paint, and then reassembled two weeks before SEMA. The truck oh, was actually being man. assembled as loading on the trailer. So, uh, You uh, lived the SEMA crunch. Yeah, yeah, we, we lived it this year. Um, we are a lot better off this year than we were last year. Last year, we weren't going to do much. Three customers came in about six weeks before SEMA. Three trucks in four weeks. Wow. Full, complete suspension. How's no that possible? Bolt-ons. What kind of staff do you have over there? I don't I got, know, but I'd charge a hell of a lot for those SEMA lateness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, with, with Jason's guys, he's got th- uh, three or four good guys. Um, that's and the then, JFAB. Yes, yeah, so that's JFAB, and then I own Plan B Fab, obviously. We work together. We collaborate a lot um, but as far as my shop we did those three trucks last year and uh, I have I have three really really good guys a mechanic that will stay there and do whatever I need him to do help me stay there I mean I put a lot of hours in on these trucks I don't I don't just run Who's the doing all the welding the because yeah, you're, you're not yeah. really good craftsmanship there's a lot of welding through me and then uh, junior uh, I got a, a junior black you're He's, not standing uh, there in the office with your whip telling the guy no to do. no you're no I'm knuckles, out there you're getting your knuckles busted and <laughs> no your I'm out there dirty. me and junior uh, junior black he's, he's he's my fabricator my welder He's a young kid awesome talent obviously you can see the welds on the truck a beautiful kid i would put against anybody out there right now really really good really good kid and then i have another guy in the shop his name's hayden he's more of a float guy really good guy too uh he answers the phone and handles it because i obviously do work a lot i don't just run around and play like everybody thinks (laughs) so uh i'm in there i put my fair share of hours in there to get you know get things done um this this year though i'm not gonna lie with the uh the mud truck you guys seen out front which everybody's googling over outside we also have the matching dually that matches it down a couple couple sections yeah. down. There's a dually that matches. The owner owns both trucks. Those are both his oh, trucks. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, my God. I built the, the dually, did all the work to the dually and stuff along with Junior. So that one's fully custom. Jay designed all the suspension on that one for us, but we went ahead and made it go together. And uh, other than that, I mean, uh, Travis is, uh, is uh, Travis Schaub. He's a really, really, really good young kid. He's all the CAD file. He's all the design guy oh, for yeah. JFAB. So him and Jay, them two, you give them something you want. It's there. We you had some other builds in the American Force, the, the outside as well, correct? Yes, I have my uh, 
a truck everybody else was wanting to see a lot of. My first gen, I actually personally own the uh, blue and silver first gen that's out there, all sheet metal, 2017 Super That's D an accident. amazing build. That's yeah. the yeah. one that actually people are talking about yeah. almost as equally as the mud truck. Yeah. yeah, that's really good because I personally own that truck and I put my own time into it. That's actually a one-owner truck, 72,000 original mile. That is the original paint on that truck, just cleaned what? up and buffed. If you open up wow. the doors, I can take you guys out there later. Interior is immaculate, not a mark in it. All factory, not re-gone through. Wow. Um, big, big, big Sherwin Vega, crazy, crazy stereo <laughs> system in there. How did and, you find it? Uh, I actually, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. And I mean, it's, I worked with Jason in his building before we got our own shop a couple years ago. The water jet guy next door, he brought it in one day. I seen it. I was like, hey, whose truck? He's like, oh, that's my truck. I was like, man, you want to sell? I'd never get rid of this. I was like, all right, well, if you ever want to get rid of it, let me know. Another year or two went by. Uh, Howard drove it a couple more times. I was like, man, you really don't want to sell me that truck? He goes, you know what? If you got a four-wheel drive truck, because it was a two-wheel drive to start with, that everybody's probably wondering why it's got an SCS, why it's on Super Duty axles. It was a two-wheel drive truck. I went through the whole thing, so now everything is functioning on it. But Howard's like, hey, I'd really like to get a four-wheel drive truck for my son. Let's make a trade, and you give me some cash on top. I scooped it up pretty cheap because I traded a truck that I didn't have <laughs> nothing in. I put some cash on top, so there you go. realistically, I didn't pay a lot for that truck, but what I got is, is definitely there. And then... It sat, it sat around for about two years. I finally decided, I'm like, I'm gonna build this. So I built it, was gonna bring it last year. And then uh, obviously, if y'all looked on Instagram on my page, Chip Foose actually signed a picture and drew it, sketched awesome. it. He said, good luck on your SEMA build, Rob, Plan B Fab, and Rad. he signed his name and everything. I'm actually trying to get him to sign the dash of the truck if I can get a hold of him to do it. Uh, um, I saw really, him today. He's he still here, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was in still the uh, magnet charger booth. I would really, really like to get a hold of him to have him sign the dash because he's the inspiration why. I didn't bring it last year because I didn't want to bring a half-built truck. Yeah. So everybody thought I was going to bring it to Daytona. Like, I don't want to throw it together. And after Daytona... You know, his shop's in my town. If you uh, send me the uh, the glove box, yeah, I, mean, I can probably figure it, out how to get it over to him. Just drive yeah, it to him. He's yeah. like a mile from your house. Yeah, it seriously is. Yeah, if you guys can get it signed, I'd be willing to throw it in a box and get it signed. But I want to get it signed put in the truck because he did sign the picture. I posted on Instagram the other day. Everybody's tagging him to come do it. But that truck there... I mean, that's my truck. I probably won't sell it. I've been offered some stupid money for it. You see it's still sitting out there. I still own it. Uh, American Force jumped on board, gave me the wheels for it. Uh, obviously, Interco tires, those guys over there, pretty good dudes. They gave me the, the 44s for it. They actually just sent them and said, hey, just take care of us. We'll take care of you. So that was the inspiration to actually get that truck together this year to bring it here is because everybody wanted to see it. I mean, a lot of people jumped on board. So it's out there. It's a definitely a very, very, it's very unique. beautiful How does truck. it drive? It drives pretty good. It's full hydraulic. Um, we actually drove it about eight miles over here on the highway. It's been down the strip two times the other night. Um, <laughs> so you don't have any real highway mileage on it yet? Uh, no, no, no. I would say maybe 25, 30 miles the way you see it now. But if y'all wanted to jump in and go down to the Hoover Dam and take photos, I will go with you. <laughs> but uh, I definitely, I have the, uh, obviously, an American Force booth. I do have the 2017 white and orange Ford that's over there on the new 30s. They uh, yeah. put the 30s on it. So that's new the for American. 30 by it was 16s, was yeah, it? Concave, yeah, 30 by 16 American Forces <laughs> on 42-inch uh, Furies. Jeez. And then we also did a, a collaboration build. Uh, we did all the suspension and everything downward on the blue keg media, which is owned by Tim from uh, we, we out here. Or the Ford, uh, the, the Ford, yeah. the first one you get yes, to? Yes, the very okay, blue yeah, one. Yeah. The first one. That one is gorgeous. Yes, that's Absolutely a very, very beautiful truck. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Like, how did you, you got involved with Rob and Keg. Yeah. He's kind of a marketing agency, right? Okay, so it all started, Robbie's like, I met him at, I uh, was scraping the coast. Okay. He came up, he said, hey, we want to build a truck for SEMA. I was like, man, we're pretty close. I said, if you want to build a truck, let's get a truck and get it going. So he's like, all right, I'll talk to my partner, Tim. We'll get you a truck. We'll get going. So they sent us a 2018 uh, F350 or F250, I'm sorry, Platinum. 
probably eight weeks before SEMA. So that Damn, truck, that, that is know. not a lot of no, time. No, because, dude, if you see this truck, yes. everything well, is blue. And, and, and by the way, if people everything. say you hear, you know, eight weeks, that's, that's two months. You're like, oh, it's two months. That goes by so fast. Yeah, so let alone we had eight weeks to build the truck. The truck is full color changed. It's running a six-inch wide-body Baja kit from McNeil Racing. What color was it? It was a black platinum, and it is fully color changed inside and out. You can pull the carpet out, the firewall. You can flip the truck over, fully painted inside wow. and out. No wrap anywhere on it. A lot of work. Eight-week deadline, three-week delay on getting parts for the truck. <gasps> so let's just say we built that truck oh. the way you see it, five weeks turnkey into SEMA the day, the sh- uh, two days so before So at what started. point did you start sleeping again? Uh, we started sleeping the week before. You know, I started okay. doing a lot of fishing because I was getting stressed. I do a lot yeah. of fishing. So I, I started going fishing, getting a lot of stress, trying to just in the evening times. Um, Chris DeMarco, the owner of the two-way overkill trucks that are outside the mud truck and the matching dually, he, he put a little fire back under me. He's like, hey, I don't want my trucks the day of. I, I got to have these things. We got to make sure they work, they operate, they drive. Right. So I literally drove the mud truck about five miles from where we dropped it off to the show down the main strip the other day. That was a little wild. Um, <laughs> Dude, because some of these trucks out here yeah. are all show and no go. Yeah. They, they, Every they, truck we build, I will drive wherever you want to go, and everything on the trucks is functional. There's no, we put it on there, it's on there, let's get to the show. Everything yeah. will run and drive and is oper- I mean, operational. The mud truck, if the guy wants to stick it in the mud, he can beat the hell out of it all day. It will be done and on the trailer by the end of the day on its own. If he does that... I want video. Yeah. He, he may or may not mud the one. I that heard you he was see. crazy. He's very crazy. Money is no issue. And if you talk him into it, he's going. We are building What's a his sister name? truck. Chris DeMarco. Chris DeMarco. Uh, this is the <laughs> Truck Show podcast calling you out. Calling out Chris DeMarco. We want a video of that thing in a mud hole in Florida, sir. No, 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 no. We want to be sitting in the back seat or in the front seat <laughs> while you're doing it. Nope. I want to be on the sidelines taking video of it. Because I want to be inside. Then you are walking out in the middle of the mud. He will mud that truck. Uh, it may take him a few a few, a few months or okay. a couple of events, right. but it probably will get sunk. The sad thing is we are building a sister truck to that truck that's an exact match. That will be the mud truck that gets beat the hell and back. A sister? So you, yeah, he's going to build another one. He doesn't want to stick that one in the mud quite yet. So he's like, guys, when we get back, we're going to build a mud truck I can just beat on. I want it to look exactly <laughs> oh like Lord. that one. Yeah, the guy has no money. I mean, no, no issue spending money. If he gets what he Great wants. Great customers to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like it is. I treat every I customer the same. I need an employer like that. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, I treat every customer the same. So, I mean, from the normal guy to your rich guy, your prices are all the same. I do not. You can ask anybody. Everything and everybody is treated equal. I leave. When the customer leaves, i rather him be my friend yeah. than to talk about me. Yeah, right. So Absolutely. I will take care of every customer we do get. And uh, out there this year, we do have 13 trucks total here from past builds. Or nice. new builds. Well There's done. eight brand new, never seen SEMA builds out there that we have done. Do you turn down customers when they come to you? They're like, I want to build this. And you're like, either A, it's not enough time, or B, it's not enough money, or it's just a whack design. Or C, I don't like you as my customer. <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I, I mean, I've, I've never I've never had to turn down an actual customer with a timeline or an issue. There is customers that think you can do something that can't be yeah. done. I'm not gonna attempt to do that. Yeah. Not saying that something can't be done, because anything can be done. They're just we can be realistic that, about it. Yeah, yeah. And then the people who come to you thinking these trucks are only five, six thousand dollars to build. No. They're way, way above that. Yeah. So I mean, we price line our trucks, our basic form. Uh, I don't know if there You can't even get were, a set of King shocks for that. There price. were not there were not enough ways in there. It's yeah. not it's like way, 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 way above that. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not as bad as a lot of people anticipate. Our basic four link, fully done, shocks and all, with powder coat work on the bars and stuff. It starts at 10.5. You can All add. All right, that's reasonable. Yeah. You can add from there to wherever you want. 
Our next grade is is about 17.5, which is a custom sheet metal link, powder coated axles, like a fully built truck. Show ready starts about 17.5. You can add through. Honestly, not, not really that unreasonable, especially yeah. considering you could go to your local. Super Duty, Ford dealership, and grab a new Super Duty with a crappy lift kit on it that is just like everybody else's and it could be hundred grand at the door. You're, you're, you're very exact there. Uh, I've seen a lot of customers complaining about bolt-on lifts in the 20-30,000 range. Yep. Let's just say the blue truck you guys see outside, the whole suspension on that frame down, powder coated and frame and all, he's under 40 on the whole thing. No that's way. That's not bad at all. That's mere stainless and all. So I, mean, I know I'm spending somebody else's money here, yeah, but, but the reality not, is that's no, not that, that bad. That's, that's yeah. reasonable. I know what it would take with my yeah. dueling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, not going to yeah. drop numbers, but let's just say he's under 40 and you can see the suspension he's got. Yeah, beautiful. And then the mud truck, I mean, he's up there, but you're not getting that anywhere else. So, so. you're to the status where guys are willing to drive great distances to bring you their trucks i would guess canada it's we have one in canada uh two in new york one in indiana uh three or four in georgia florida's flooded with them i got four or five out in texas now Um, any in cali yet or i do have one in cali or two in cali actually they're floating around they keep switching owners because these guys are buying and selling them um there is a 2016 white platinum that we built a few years back. A uh, customer actually just bought it about four weeks ago from my customer out of West Palm Beach. He is in California. And then my very first mega cab that I built um, got sold to somebody in Reno, Nevada. Went to Cali, and from what I understand, it's back in Nevada area. I'm trying to find it. I just want to see if, yeah, yeah. if they've been taking care of it. I've seen it on the internet. It looks like they're taking good care of it. But yeah. we're West Coast. You know, we're East Coast. We're top. We're down. Yep. And we are in Canada. Uh, I have a customer in Alaska right now trying to work a deal with us. Nice. So I'm just trying to worry. But yeah, they'll bring them from anywhere, man. Now, I mean, your D-Maxes are all straight axled and stuff like that, right? You yeah, do we those do. conversions? Yeah, we're doing all straight axle conversions on Duramaxes. I don't do any bolt-on lifts, uh, to be honest with you, unless it's a Chevy or something that they just want a simple kit. I will not take another manufacturer's big bolt-on kit and try to use it because it's going to cost a the customer more for me to install it and use it. Too much, yeah, too much retrofit. And then what time. they're going to pay for that cus- that other custom lift, I could already built them the lift. Plus, you got to recode it and spray. Yes, know, sir. Yeah. All so, stuff. so I mean, as far as the lifts go, we do all custom one-off lifts in the shop. We will like reproduce the lift in a different manner but every truck we try to build if you guys looked at them all yeah they are different in their own ways there's a couple fords out there that have matching suspensions but if you take a good look at them they're totally different yep. they're actually in the tis booth over there with the guys from dub and lifted and leveled but there's matching super duties there's a, a brand new 18 platinum and a brand new 18 king ranch one's black and chromed out one's all blacked out same suspensions but a lot of differences in them now did miles or john reach out to you for like that dub placement because that's you got prime real yes. estate out yeah. there oh we actually uh you guys have been out there. You've walked around. So the big black Super Duty that's got the trailing armor suspension on the 44 boggers yep. sideways in the booth. We built that for uh, Chase uh, from Premier Off-Road out of Texas. So there's another truck in Texas you guys were just talking about. Gotcha. That truck, yes, they uh, reached out to me. And then once we built that one, the uh, Mark is the owner of that truck for his son, Chase. He actually got me in contact with John. John reached out to me. My first gen was actually supposed to be in their booth, but we could not get the 44 boggers for the 28-inch wheel at the time. Oh so when force jumped, so when force jumped in with the hey we'll give you the 2618s if you run the 44s we collaborated with them freaking so, crazy talk i remember like back in 03 ish when Nitto made a splash at SEMA because they had a 40 on 20. Yep. And that, that was, they were, yeah. nobody was doing a big off-road tire on a 20 inch wheel. Nitto came and sort of owned that market for a long time and now it's Fury is what I see on everything now. Yeah, Fury's good people. Those guys are really good. They're they're going outside the box. They're they're going for the bigger tires, the bigger rims. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's what everybody wants right now. It may go back to the old school. That's why if you look at my first gen, 
kept the old school retro look, no big rims, put the big boggers on it. I kept it real old school. It's even got a headache rack on it. Um, well, the, we comp- just, the companies like your Nittos and Toyos and BFGs and all that stuff, they have to look at the, that's the scale. They need to be able to sell a million of any one tire. And ride, and, ride quality right. is their main main you know focus. And I'm not going to lie, the, the Fury tires ride good, but you get in a truck on 40-inch, 24s, Toyos, glass. Yep, absolutely. Right. Fury, it, if they're balanced good, glass. But that market, consumer market, yes, that's lots locked down. This industry, the custom aftermarket, the big trucks, Fury's there right now. Yep. There's some other companies trying to step up. I've been walking around this weekend. I've seen some other companies stepping up. So, I mean, me being sponsored by Fury, I'm not going to throw names out. But uh, <laughs> they definitely, there's some companies stepping up. Uh, I've heard of some 44s for 30s being dropped out. I've heard of some, some 46s on 28s being dropped out. So we're going to see where this goes. But they make a bigger tire, we'll make a bigger lift. And like I said, Chase's truck I over know where there. it's going. It's going bigger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to start. You you said you got your your start in in the mud, you know, and yeah, I came from the mud industry. Yeah. And, and so what? When you say the mud industry, to, to, we're on the West Coast, so okay. it's all off road. And okay. we know we see all the videos that are coming out of yeah. you know out of, out of Florida and in that area. What does that seem like? We need to go down there. And and Holman and I have had podcasts talking about. We just we don't. It's not that we don't get it. Like we just. We didn't grow up in it. We yeah, don't really understand it. The mud industry is a, is a whole nother level. I mean, the aspects of the mud levels, basically parties, big motors, big axles, big tires, V-treads. I mean, a lot of tractor tire trucks nowadays. Yep. Um, they're not stopping either. We got guys on 35.5, 32-inch tires. That's an 84-inch tall tire that's 35 and a half inches wide. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not fast. They're diesels. They pull yeah. all day, play all day. They run AC, sit there. There's guys out there with two, 3,000 horsepower, especially a couple of my buddies actually out of Texas, uh, uh, NTR Off-Road. We do a lot of work for those boys. Send them a lot of those axles that y'all see under the mud truck. They beat them down, tested them for us. So that's why we know that truck outside is going to be reliable. We ain't going to have no you, issue. But how did you get your start in that? Man, it was all on the internet. Uh, there was, used to be a website, uh, Trucks Gone Wild Forms, and uh, I used to play on there. was watching people, seeing how people were selling parts and stuff. Kind of, you know, I'm building my own truck. All I do is... Out. Every time I've seen uh, you know mud videos, we we had Mud Life magazine yeah. for a while. Yep, and every time yep, I yep. see uh, you know, it was just a party. That's what the mud events are. They're big party weekends for a lot of guys. But there's guys out there that come out there to mud and actually mud. Yeah. But I mean, the younger crowd comes out there, they party, they get down. But I mean, as far as the mud truck industry goes, it's a whole nother level. But that's where I started. Started on the forums, got my start there. Started selling parts. You know, I had a lot of a lot of people who didn't like me at first because I came in low <laughs> and I. My buddy Jason owns a laser, so anything metal fabrication parts-wise, brackets, tabs, we could kill the market in pricing because we didn't know nobody and we don't, there's no, there was no cost in that market. There was no, you know, line to be at. So we just came in, somebody's like, oh, wheels are this price. We go a little lower. Our quality was twice as good because we're using the CNC laser. We're not using the plasma. Everything we use is CNC laser ah. cut, press, break, and formed. We don't, we don't weld as much as we have to. You know, we try to keep everything structurally strong. Sure. Engineering is on key there. Went from that, built a couple mud trucks, got pretty good and pretty known in the mud truck industry, and uh, decided, me and Jay, one day, we're sitting there like, we need to build a street truck. We need to four-link a street truck and do it right. You see a lot of them running around in Florida. Hey, are they going to make it to the next stoplight? They're going to fall over. So, <laughs> so we, we, built, we built one. You know, we, did our, we, we dabbled in it. We built our first one. Customer came to us. He's like, hey, how can I get that truck? So I built another one, and then I sold mine, and then I built another one, and then it just became my... Now you got a business. Yeah, and I came up with the name Plan B Fab. I'm like, hey, let's just make a joke, Plan B. You got to yeah. go to the next guy because the first guy got you. <laughs> so I came up with Plan B Fab. It stayed catchy. I ran it through the mud truck for a while, got real known in there, went to the street truck, started dabbling in it, and then it just it blew up. Blew up and then yeah. the quality work we were offering for the price we were offering, because like I said, when we came into this industry, we didn't have a number. We didn't know where to be to build something. We knew what time and money we had into it. Hey, we make a profit. 
we move a truck. So we started moving them, and now, like I said, this year, uh, we, we were here, first year we were here was uh, 2015, I believe. Yeah, that would have been the first year we actually came here with a vehicle. We built a, uh, a Dodge Mega Cab, 2014 or 15, and uh, it was actually on American Forces' main display. It was the white one with the red rims. That was the first year the 26s came out. That's when American Force started stepping it up. And uh, from there, I think we went one, one truck that year to next year we brought four trucks that were trucks that built that made it here. And then the next year, which was last year, I think we had seven or eight uh, all new trucks, new styles. And then this year we brought, that's, we're that's here with 13. That's the beauty of SEMA, right? It's like you are nobody in the scene. Yeah, yeah, you're nobody. And, and within two or three years, you owned a section of SEMA. Yeah. And, and, I, and anybody can make it. Anybody who, who, who has the passion, has the drive, has the acumen, all those things could, could be. See, this isn't an exclusive club to just high-end building. Yeah, like this I is, said, I started, everybody. I started as a joke and here we are. I mean, yeah. it was literally, I was just playing in the mud truck industry as a joke you know, ruffling some feathers and getting out of the website and go back in there and do it again. And then, I mean, I'm here five years later. I mean, we're, we're main stage out front. Um, Amazing, dude. We brought 13 trucks. We could have probably brought 30, but you, we you wanted have to enough, focus. You didn't no, have enough bodies to build them all. I wasn't the body issue. It was the focusing on these two that we have out here now, the reason we're here. And those got a huge social play, so it's exactly yeah, the, what you yeah, need, Yeah, the Mud right? Truck won the Mother's Award and then won the Mother's Show and Shine, oh, too. So they got both awards congrats, for that buddy. one. Um, the first gen, I got a couple of people chomping on it right now. Uh, like I said, I, I'm a very humble person. I kind of avoid the whole crowd and everybody coming to talk to me. Pretty hard for you guys to get a hold of me to come talk to you. <laughs> We've been trying. But when I We're do, like, that guy's a dick. He no, won't no, 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 no. Lightning I, said I, that. I said, let me keep trying. I'm sure yeah. I can reach him. It's just we get so busy. I get so sideswiped. I'm like a squirrel, man. I'm gone one way, gone the squirrel. other way. Yeah. You, yeah, you, uh, you guys got me. Y'all posted up in front of the big truck. I'm like, all right, they're there. I'm going to talk to them. So we're here now. Poke, like, like poke you the bear said, a little bit. You poked me, and here I am. Dude, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem Honestly. at all. Y'all, very, very, very nice to meet you guys. I've been watching y'all actually on Instagram and stuff since the first time you asked me to, to come on the yeah. show. I actually added you guys and been watching, keeping the... Keep an eye out on you guys. We're, we're pretty Appreciate fortunate. It. We get a lot of high-profile dudes. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's like the heads our, of GM, our, heads yeah. of Ford, all that shit. And then we've got, uh, I mean, we, all With the Crazy dudes, builders, fat crazy people, big builders. companies, big yep. people. But I, mean, I heard you got some pretty good followers. I actually was just talking to Jordan from Truck Fever. He was t showing me where your podca uh, podcasts are. So yeah. I'll start listening to him now. And yeah, right on, brother. Here I am. I'm on it. So you got a long-ass drive on the way home. Yeah, you, gotta play, yeah, you can 30, catch up with all of them, I bet. <laughs> it's 30 hours, uh, 38 hours straight, no stopping, fuel only, food eat while you're driving. And, uh, and then... I'm going to lose three because okay, I'm going right back to, to Florida. <laughs> we want you to listen to the to as many podcasts as you can and then tell us how far you got on your drive home. I could probably, <laughs> how, how long are they and how many episodes? I'd probably get we, them all down. <laughs> now we got 30, uh, let's see, we're 37 episodes of 38 now. Yeah. And uh, they're anywhere from an hour to two hours long. Okay, so I'm going to get I'm gonna get about 90% of, of them done then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll be able to talk to you guys about what we did too. All right, brother. But I appreciate y'all having me on the show. And if yeah, you ever dude. want me on it again or if anything oh, pops yeah, no, up, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back. We'll jump on. Awesome. Yeah. Show, show season and build season is coming up again, right? After everybody takes a two-week hiatus after this. Actually, well, usually after the holidays, We're going right? to see you again for sure at Daytona. I'm yes, sir, I will be at Daytona. We're going to have actually, uh, I'm going to go for probably two or three big vendor spots and uh, nice. post up all the trucks that came here. And then the ones that didn't make it here that are still at the shop because we got some wild stuff sitting in the shop that's never been posted. Customers' trucks, they don't want them on the internet. Uh, obviously, like I said, 
by Daytona, you'll probably see the sister truck to the one out front, which will be the mud truck. And if you guys are down there and want to hit a mud hole, yeah, we'll be down there. DeMarco will will definitely take you out. That guy has no problem beating <laughs> on those trucks and wasting the money. All love right, it, man, love it. it. So it's a uh, Plan B Fab on Instagram, right? Yes, sir. Plan B. It's uh, Plan underscore B underscore Fab. If you look yep. at it that way, you can search Plan B Fab. It will pop up. Uh, there is two. My personal one is Rob Plan B Fab, and then there's Plan B Fab, which is where you will see everything. You're selling parts and stuff too. You've got a website, right? Yes, sir. We have uh, Plan B uh, Fab if you go on there we do sell a lot of truck parts um we sell basically from a nut and a bolt to a fully built kit we can ship you anything you want uh any part you need anybody in the industry that's also a vendor i can get you their parts and i guarantee you i will take care of you on them that you you won't shop anywhere else afterwards that's bad all right planbfab.com you heard it here all right glad we finally got you on thanks rob no problem thank you we'll catch up with you all righty all right, we're up top of the Lund booth once again in the mezzanine. We appreciate them for having us out here and giving us some prime real estate above this uh, amazing convention. So we're joined by Kyle. Dude, what a showing you have here with Striker Off-Road and your new sword shocks. I want to get the story behind. I don't even know where to start. I, you don't, I know. <laughs> it was like you sort of heard about Striker, and they made like these pretty plates that kind of made other things look better. And then all of a sudden, every single truck has striker lift kits on it and sword shocks. It's like, wait, what happened? Where did you come from? What happened? What's your background? We need to know all of it. Kyle, oh go. <laughs> <laughs> but you only have 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Actually, I've been in this industry for, for quite a while. I've been building custom trucks and suspensions for probably a little over 20 years. Oh, wow. And I owned another company before this uh, that made a little bit more milder lifts. And then... Um, Ended up, that kind of went south, so I got an opportunity to start over about uh, four years ago, and I wanted to start with a clean slate, so I brought some of the uh, look of that uh, lift with me, and then I wanted to add to it, and that's where the idea of the billet face plates and stuff came Is from. Is that why you changed your identity? And uh, changed your name so that nobody would know where you came from. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Are you in witness protection program? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't answer that question. Where did the design, the aesthetic come from, and how all of a sudden are you unavoidable at the SEMA show? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of been my style for ever since I started. And like I said, when I, when I was able to start over, I wanted to be on a little bit higher level. So that's where the uh, idea of the, uh, of the faceplates came from. I saw at the time... The, there was a, that's when forged wheels were really coming on strong. And then you started to see black and machined wheels and different colored wheels. So when I started seeing the popularity of that, I wanted a suspension to match that same ah, that billet look. So you could have a colored suspension, but that still doesn't quite you know, match the look of a, of a of nice something machined, machined right? wheel. So at first I thought about doing an all aluminum suspension with the machining, but then that was just going to be astronomical in price. So I thought, well, you know, let's do something where you could bolt on a faceplate. You could give offsetting colors. Then the faceplate could be machined, match the look of your wheels. At first, I was thinking just doing black and machine, but then we started getting lots of uh, customers saying, you know, I got red and machined wheels. I want a suspension to look like that. So that's where it came from. And then when we started posting pictures, it just blew up, and just everybody started wanting it. So social media really. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, at first, I just wanted to do maybe some upgrades to existing kits. I thought maybe that's where the market was for for us. Maybe if you got a you know different brand of kit and you just wanted the look of that four link. So we started 
coming out with that, but then everybody wanted a full suspension. Yeah, because so. originally the ones that I saw, and forgive me if I'm wrong, it seemed like you were using Brian at Bulletproof for some of the kits, yeah. and you were okay. Yeah, so I'm good friends with all the suspension manufacturers because uh, some of them we kind of piggyback off of, like yeah, Brian at pretty Bulletproof. Pretty them up a bit. Yeah, so customers maybe already had a lift and didn't want to go all the way back to ground zero and start over. So I was like, well, let's just you know take your existing lift and add some stuff to it. Got it. Save you some money, give you that look. But then I realized that you know a lot of people just wanted a complete suspension. So we built a couple trucks. I say a couple, maybe um, more than a couple, for SEMA 16, and that's when we really blew up. And we, you know, obviously to do SEMA, you really need something big and kind of in your face. So we built some big trucks. I didn't think that'd be our bread and butter, but that's kind of the niche we fell into right away is this big kids. Do you feel like you got pigeonholed though? Is there other things you would rather do, but you're just sort of pigeonholed in big <laughs> trucks or? Uh, kind of, um, you know, I think there's a huge market for, you know, the, the smaller applications Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we, we did kind of get pigeonholed into the big stuff and, but we do sell a lot of like four and a half and six inch kits too. You just don't see them as much because, you know, it is not as popular as the, you know, everybody wants to see a big show truck. Yeah, and stuff. sure. How did you set up? There's so many lifts out here, and you're, you you kind of like took over uh, the American <laughs> Force booth and and that yeah. whole row and the RBP row and like all oh, that yeah. stuff. Like there's, you've We've made a several. showing out. How did you find these clients? Did they find you? Yeah, they, they they most of them found us. They, you know, they saw us in 16. Then we had a little bit bigger presence in 17, and then then the the calls just started coming in. You know, I want to make SEMA 18. I want your kid on there. So. You have such a signature look. Yeah. It's um, unlike any other, you know, system out that's there. That's what we were going for. You know, in this industry, it's hard to stand out and be different. You, you know, a lot of companies maybe make a product that looks like someone else's. So I wanted to have something that really stood out. When you saw our product, you, you knew exactly whose product that was. And then how did the Sword Performance shocks come out? Because those are the hydraulic adjustable height shocks. Yes. And they're really unique. I have personally never seen anything like it. I think I was showing those to home the other day. Um, out in the American Force. Yeah, I'm not even hundred percent sure. Is it a, basically a a height adjustable shock? Yes. What it is now that uh, that does exist in other um, uh, markets. I guess it's it's kind of popular. Like if you have a really high end sports car, maybe a Lamborghini uh-huh. or a Porsche, um, you can get in the car and hit a little button, and sure. the front will raise up for for, for like driveways a, and things. Driveways, like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know uh, the different speed things bumps, like that. Right? Speed bumps, exactly. So. That idea has, has existed, and so I one day I just was thinking about that, and I was like, you know what, this would be really cool in the lifted truck world to have that ability. So I kind of took that idea and just supersized it. And so the, it's a hydraulic cylinder that is that sits on top of a coilover. So the coilover remains, you know, okay. unchanged uh, uh, on the bottom. So you could you could picture it as an adjustable bracket for a coilover. Got so it. picture that hydraulic cylinder going up and down is like a bracket just moving up and down to to increase or decrease. And then the, the actual coilover shock do their uh, do their normal work. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 two separate units that yeah. kind of exist in the together, same together. Together, plane. Yeah, exactly. I've like I said, I have built trucks for lots of years. I've built trucks uh, with airbags and stuff, so I'm I'm very familiar with adjustable suspension. And some of the drawbacks to things like air is if you let all the air out or you raise it all the way up, you really couldn't drive that way because right. you know you're tapped down on suspension. Yep. So this kind of gives you the best of both worlds. You can lower the truck all the way down, but even when you lower it all the way down, you're still riding on that same coilover. So you still right. have the same amount of travel 
and then you raise it all the way up, you're still riding on that same coilover, the same spring rate, the then same are, valving. Are you building your own coilovers then that go in conjunction with the hydraulic cylinders? You mean uh, a separate coilover? or? Yeah, so is is it all one unit in a line or is it... Yeah, it's all one unit, oh, it's all okay. one part number. So yeah, it's wow. all built together. Okay. So yeah. So the top of the... So you have the shock part and the coilover and the top of that is where the cylinder sits, but it's all together one... one exactly. There's there's two different things going on right. inside there. But, but it's one unit. But the, yeah, they're one unit, but they're separate. Um, right. So the shock and coilover are doing their own thing, and then you've got uh, hydraulic lines going to the cylinder in order to raise them. Right. Yeah. If you dissected that, you'd okay. see a lot going on in there. Sure. Separate compartments and stuff for the hydraulic fluid and for yeah. the reservoir lines and stuff. How like long that. did that take you to develop? It's quite an endeavor. I worked with a company that um, was already uh, doing these in a, on a small scale for, for some real, real small applications, nothing like this application. So I went to them and was like, you know what, we need to develop this for, for the lifted truck application. So. Uh, I worked with. Did they him. look at you like you were a crazy person. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. Like, what, do you want to do what? That's with the who? right answer. Yeah, yeah, because they were like, uh, okay, but they didn't know where to start. So, yeah. did they think um, you were even for real, or did they think they were being punked? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. They, uh, evidently, this year they know they're not being punked. Yeah, they, absolutely. Probably sold a ton of those things. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. They're blown away, but but uh, but yeah, it it came on instantly. I, I I thought it'd be a big hit, but I'm, I'm honestly surprised myself how many. How many trucks? Well, we've received people? a lot of email that said we need to interview you. Not oh well, at first it was about your suspension, yeah, and then it was about the sword shocks because yeah. I think people are are blown away by the technology because they just hadn't seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It took. Uh, I started the process SEMA of last year. That's when it started. So Man, that's fast. So it, it, yeah, I mean, in reality, that is pretty fast. So I started it at SEMA of last year. Um, worked really hard to develop the right valving, the right spring rate. You know, there's a lot that goes on oh, inside yeah. there to get these trucks to not just, you know, look good, but, you know, we want them to ride good. And to prove how good and how, how durable and everything they are, we drove a truck from Tennessee here, and it's in the American Forces booth. It was a 32-hour drive. Wow. So it's one of the trucks in and the I've booth. actually done that drive before from Tennessee actually to <laughs> Los Angeles through Vegas, oh, wow. so I know exactly that, that drive, yeah. and it is Long. It's a long drive. Took a couple of days, but the truck did amazing. Um, it rode like stock. Got it detailed. Of course, it looked nasty when we got here. But <laughs> we got it all cleaned up, and you'd never know. Are they all custom, or do you have some off-the-shelf applications? Um, yeah, they would be um, pretty much off-the-shelf applications because uh, when we first came out with them, we wanted we wanted to make a statement. So we came out with the largest one first. We came out with a big 3.0 that's really considered, you know, the the largest size in the industry for these guys. Most. Most of these guys running coilovers are used to like a 2.5 coilover. That's mm -hmm. kind of standard. So we came up with a 3.0. And most of these are valve for big diesel trucks. That's kind of what our market is. And now we've come back and went backwards a little bit and come out with a 2.5 version that's a little bit smaller. It's got a little bit less travel that can fit into a little bit more compact spaces. Because if you see all the trucks here, they all have big, massive lifts on them. So I just didn't want people to think, well, I have to have a huge lift to run this. So... We wanted to come out with a smaller version so you could be in a little bit more everyday height, like a you know six inch, eight inch you know heights. Right, smart. When we were working with, uh, and, and then still be able to drop it down for like a parking garage or something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So where can someone go if they want to check this out? What website, social? Yeah, we have a website, uh, SwordShocks.com, and we also have uh, Instagram. It'd be SwordShocks on Instagram. And that's S O R D. S O R D Shocks. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty easy. And on the striker side. 
Striker, uh, we have a website for it. It's strikerordesign.com and same for Instagram. That's striker, S-T-R-Y-K-E-R. Yes, right. yes, Striker. Oh, wait, on the website is Striker Off-Road Design. Okay. <laughs> He's got too many companies. I know, I'm trying you to can't keep it straight. That's the problem of being an entrepreneur. entrepreneur yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, a lot of success out here. I'm telling yeah, you, it's really cool it. to see all mm. these trucks. We, Holman and I walk around, and we're like, wow, that's new. And we had seen you come up. We just, we really get excited by watching guys like you invent something, bring it to market, the hype around it, just that all of that is it's really the American dream. It's really cool. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it sounds a little cheesy, I get it, but, <laughs> no, no, but, it, but it you're doing it, dude. You're yeah. doing SEMA, it. man. It's like, rad. Like, and, and SEMA wouldn't be SEMA without the big, giant, you know, in-your-face trucks. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, are, you guys add to the show, and whether, you know, whether it's your style or not, you can appreciate the craftsmanship and workmanship. They're absolutely gorgeous trucks. Uh, uh, and well, just the, the artistry much. and the way the plates are and the colors and just, I mean, you can tell there's a lot of passion and care that went into every single one of them, and they're, they're really pieces of art. Well, we wanted to tie in, you know, form and function, you know, and, and we did want to have have a, a, a suspension that was, like you said, kind of a showpiece, you yeah. know, and, and, and really stood out and unique. So I'm, I'm happy we accomplished There's a that. lot of work Good in those job, suspension brother. systems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of work. A lot of blood, <laughs> yes. sweat, and tears in those things. Yeehaw, yes, you know it. Yes, sir. All right, Kyle, buddy. thank you very much. Not a problem. Kyle Bennett, Striker Off-Road and Sword Performance Shocks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So, okay, so here's what people need to know. Uh, you may recognize the name Carter Reed mm-hmm. because he is a listener and an emailer. And he was on a ferry boat and was uh, pontificating on his love of the podcast. So uh, we are going to return the favor oh, yeah, by coming. Yeah, and see? There, and there was another time that, uh, let's see, uh, there was a time I wrote into you about almost uh, taking out the, the airport trailer. Oh, yes, yeah, that's that right. We talked about the airport trailer scenario. And then there was a, is there a UA one in there somewhere. There was another UA one. There's in there. a UA email. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so Carter, Carter's been around, and Carter's listened just like since day one. I don't know why, but long, long time listener, um, first time uh, interviewer. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. All right, so here we are in the uh, in the I guess Sport Truck USA booth, but it's really BDS and JKS and Zone, and you have what another one An RT Pro, Pro UTV UTVs. UTV. So yeah, so we kind of cover the whole gamut from trucks, Jeeps, UTVs, a little bit everything. So um, we're Sounds we're like for guys. We love the suspension side of it. Um, and uh, it's just a bunch of different avenues to uh, hit the market. So uh, I've been a Jeep for a long time. I've known you, Sean, for uh, a long time in the Jeep side. Longer than five minutes, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of years out in Moab, yep. a lot of years between uh, the magazine life. Because uh, yep. marketing and magazine guys marketing working together. Yeah. And uh, What was the first brand? BDS part of this company. We, yep. oh, this is this is what's awesome about the podcast is we can actually tell the story of BDS. True, and, and right. We did get into this a bit. It was, it was the Easter Jeep episode. It, is what it, it was. was. I think right. What it was. That's right. You have been you, on the you podcast me, before. You tracked me down yeah. while the I was Moab trying, to, trying to get a cold beer out of the out of uh, Grandpa's you, garage. Do you see a theme this here? The, this is the same <laughs> one where uh, Holman was slurring. Quite no, a bit. I was not slurring. I, I, I may have been slurring myself. <laughs> but yeah, I sounded normal when I did it. Yeah, he sticks a mic in my face. Carter, Carter, can just like, oh, prop me up for a second so I interview you, Carter. And call, no, me, call me at a... At Carter, a, hold call, this and talk. Catch me at a vulnerable moment. And I, <laughs> and I, I, I give the background of what BDS actually stands for. And, uh, yeah. So let, let's go over that story again because I think that we've, we've picked up about four gazillion listeners since then who may not have gone for, uh, through all of the episodes, although I recommend you do because it's good for Binge us. Binge listen, people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth it. So BDS stands for uh, Betty Davis's software. Well, these days we like to say it's Better Design Systems. However, uh, anybody that's been around us long <laughs> enough, uh, we've been around for about 22 years. Anybody that knows us from back in the day, we actually went by Big Dick Suspension. 
attention. That's right. Um, it's the whole Big Johnson t-shirt era, you know. It's just, <laughs> it's just pre me too. Oh yeah, we, I mean, we, I think back in the day we sold more t-shirts than we sold uh, lift kits because you know when you're deep in the bush. Yeah, you're, <laughs> dude, uh, it was the best. Big Dick yeah. certified installer, you know, all kinds of fun <laughs> shirts out of that. But uh, we've digressed. We uh, became politically to, correct. And to, now today you're mature. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I say that because I mean, <laughs> you, you still call me out on the ad we ran a couple years ago with the two guys in speedos. Uh, and, I have a question for you. So I'm on a, quite a few um, Duramax LVIP pages, mm -hmm. and because I'm a, I'm a fanboy of that truck, and the only suspension I, system I see on any of the new Duramax truck is BDS. How did that? That's that's. I'm being serious, and that, and that's awesome. And uh, ultimately, that comes down to we we build a quality kit, and you're going to hear that from a lot of companies. But we go through every step to make sure it is the best it can be. Um, we offer a couple options for them uh, from just the standard lift kit like you're going to see everyone do, which is just drop brackets and put everything in the right geometry to, to work again. Um, we took that to the next level and actually worked in Fox coilovers. So a lot of people with the big HD trucks, they still have torsion bars. They're still going to ride stiff. So getting rid of that and going back to a Fox 2.5 coilover, the, the superior, Clutch. Oh yes, the superior performance on road and off. Um, but we're, with that, we're doing a uh, heavy duty upper control arm, a fully boxed lower control arm, correcting all the geometry. And it's uh, it's done really well for us. And that's that's where and, we And best of all, in. no uh, fine print warranty. No fine print warranty, which is like all of our stuff. You know, we we say bend it, break it, jump it off a cliff. We really don't care. If it breaks, we'll replace it. Okay, you know what I just heard? You guys uh, take a 2500 HD, launch it off a cliff, a cliff in Alaska, and whatever breaks will replace. No, no, not that's a little different. That's not what well, you heard? It's not going to replace the truck. Oh, but, uh, oh. <laughs> but, but truck is totaled, but we got a new suspension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Holman, I take issue with this because you had an argue with me that we were talking and you, did, you said that you could properly set up a torsion bar sus uh, suspension. And I said, no, it's never going to feel as good as coil spring. Wrong. And that... What, so what were what was your argument? Because I don't have an argument. I, well, because I felt that you had I, an argument. I've never ridden in a truck with torsion bars that felt good, and I've always loved coilovers. So that's why I'm really you can attracted set to up, the BDS. Listen, system. I'm not a torsion bar fan. I want to call out your your or your truck that's for sale now. I want to call that out. However, I can call that out. No, and just, I was going to do a coilover system in that truck, yeah. and I and I decided to to sell it. It does ride for that big a truck and that big a lift. It does ride good. That's a lot of qualifiers, but. but no, it does. <laughs> but if I were going to keep it, I would coil over it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of torsion bars. However, they are super, super tough. And to properly have a, a, a tuned torsion bar suspension is the key is having an, uh, a quality shock with it. That's, that is 100% the key. It's just a spring like everything else. Things I don't like about the GM torsion bar suspension is that it's uh, the interference front suspension, which means it's on the jounce. And so they're part of the spring rate comes from the jounce and things like that. And with you have a coilover, you can tune it and fine tune it a lot better because you've and got the spring. it's going to ride spring. the same throughout the, yeah. throughout the wheel cycle. Yeah. Where with the, the, the torsion bar is winding up, the spring rate is changing. Twisting, you're rotating right. that bar. So as you cycle, it's getting yeah. stiffer. Yeah. And as you see, a lot of the guys will, oh, I'd crank the torsion bar. It's got a little more lift. No down travel. It's one way to lift it. Yeah, yeah. Right way to lift you're, it. you're lifted in a parking lot, but you're not going to get a lot of function out of it exactly. when you want to take it off road. So ultimately, it comes down to function. So and, and people don't realize down travel is really the key to uh, to ride comfort. Um, Which is even the the case with everyone run 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 leveling kits these days. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I put a leveling kit, it looks great. And I'm like, right. yeah, that's, that's but you lose okay, travel. But you're you're taken away from your down travel. Yeah. So ultimately. You're getting what you pay for. You're getting a, a lift kit that gives you a little height. Um, you know, on that HD, we do two sizes of it, like you're talking about for the coilover conversion that uh, your LP5 guys are loving. Um, the first is a two to three inch kit, which is your leveling kit. But we're 
correcting the uh, CV axle by or CV axle angle by dropping the diff. We're uh, doing the upper and lower arms to correct the geometry. And uh, Sean, you always do this. Do what? You bring out your phone mid-interview at the most inopportune time. Does I hear about it? I've heard about it on the, uh, the podcast. Lightning has already complained about about twelve times this well, week. He won't stop. Because it's important. It's important. I made for, a mad face on that one because I'm, I'm actually it's crossing over. This is over an audio not program, anymore. and I want to make sure that people know that we are better looking than Carter. <laughs> I am glad you're growing a beard back. I will say that. I lost my superpowers for a while, I, and I feel much more you like know, myself. I've been growing out, and some of the, some of your counterparts at the magazine gave me a hard time. Uh, is it because you look Amish? Exactly because I look Amish. <laughs> because the beard came in kind of red. I did not expect that. However, uh, yeah. And then I uh, see you shave yours. I like, do not want to know that the tree man, does not match the grass. I, have, I don't, do how, not want to know that. Uh, let's get back to trucks. How, <laughs> how long does it take to develop a kit like the coilover system for the L5P? Or how long about? does it take to develop a really incredible beard? Stop talking about goddamn beards and just let's talk about <laughs> suspension. But, but it's, there's other things we can talk about. It's it's not I, like I it's will say yours are growing back fairly quick. I've got about two years in my mind, but I that's two I, years. I keep it trimmed up. Can we stop talking about this? <laughs> Don't be jealous because you have that I'm one little like jealous. Tw- twiddly hair that grows out and you I'm just not can't jealous. pull it. I just want to talk about. You look trucks. like Santa Claus when you grow a beard. I think that's an age joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lightning is finally Lightning giving up. Left the building. Yeah. So up. hey. So Carter, let's talk trucks. <laughs> Do you think we can bring him back? He's so okay. angry. For you know, he's an angry drunk. For a guy that. Come on. All right. Suspension. Go ahead. Thank you for I don't coming back. You know back. what I was asking. Something You're about how long it takes to develop a kit. Yeah. It really depends on um, how hard we're going to push it. Um, so. We've got a couple of new trucks out here, and one I it hit you up because I thought you might want to take a ride in. But, I'm so disappointed. But, but in that. Uh, apparently, your marriage, and I can understand that your marriage <laughs> is more important. So, so please, just please say what happened because I'm gonna all stay. If my What's wife, going on? Is this tomorrow? If my wife I, is listening, I want her to know that I make the right choices yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I felt I offered you a, an, an amazing opportunity. You did. Is this something that's um, happening tomorrow that I was not invited to? It was Saturday, but uh, he, yeah, he's what the for school and has to fly back to L.A. No, and drive, I, drive, or drive. Sorry, drive. Sorry. I've been here since I've been here since Sunday. I so, I have, a, uh, I have kids at home, my wife, and, and I'm ready So to this them. leads into your question about how long it takes to develop a kit and all that. So typically, on um, the development of a full IFS kit, lift kit, you're looking at six to eight months. So a lot of guys are like, hey, I just got the 2019 Chevy half ton. You know, can I lift it? And we're like, well, it, we just got our hands on it too. You know, sometimes we'll get CAD data and stuff like that early, but it takes some time to develop a kit. The knuckle development is typically the longest lead time of all of that. Oh, it's the up. casting. All the castings and getting them all machined right. And then we don't release a kit without taking it through all the FMVSS 126 testing to make all sure. all the stability control. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've heard you stuff. talk about it on the show yep. before, and we do that with all of our kits. So anything three quarter or less than three quarter ton, it's required by law to have it. So we, we go through that process. And actually our 2019 Chevy that we uh, towed the vehicle I'm about to tell you about here, uh, we towed that out here. Uh, put it on display in Ford's booth, and uh, that 2019 Chevy is heading to Arizona to Link to do all the testing awesome. immediately after here. So, all uh, right. So I be- beeline it straight out of the show, go to Phoenix, do the testing. But the uh, question at hand, the, uh, yes, the, the yes. very cool vehicle that you uh, you bailed on <laughs> the opportunity of being my test pilot to yeah. drive through the desert at high speeds. I know, for a uh, photo shoot, driving their, uh, their new Ranger. Yeah, so we got our hands on a 2019 Ford Ranger early. Um, Ford does, what? Ford does a killer program where uh, they work with uh, builders and they want to show what the vehicle can be. So uh, there's a bunch of guys that showed up and uh, put proposals together earlier this year. We knew the Ranger might be coming available. We've heard some inklings about it. So we put together a rendering of what it could look like and this whole uh, uh, utilitarian, you know, motorsports themed vehicle. And uh, they loved it. So they said, yeah, we're going to get you a truck. And we said, that's killer. You know, we'll do all the stuff. It's going to be in Ford's booth. 
Um, they said, hey, by the way, we're not going to give you the truck because it's not built yet. Um, you'll get it about five weeks before SEMA. <laughs> oh, no. What? Talk what? about the SEMA what? crunch. Yeah. The SEMA crunch. And, uh, and, and along with that, hey, we want you to build the lift kits for all the other rangers we have in the booth. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so it was a, a lot of SEMA crunch this year. So, uh, we a lot got of BDS work. on Rangers. Yeah. No, no, no joke, though. That That's is huge. how many 24 hour days did you, did you guys run? There were quite a few. So, overall, five week build. Um, and there's some, you know, there's nothing ever goes to plan and nothing ever, ever goes smoothly. Um, so, with this one, we had quite a few long nights, but uh, it all started when we, we got the truck. And, and unfortunately, uh, Ford's only doing one chassis. So you're either getting a crew cab with a short bed yep. or you're getting an extended cab with, with a long bed. bed. Yep. It's one of the others. Either way, it's the same chassis. Uh, we wanted to work with Napide. Uh, they have, they're going to be working with Ford on. With who? Napide. Uh, so they do service bed. It's a, they're doing an aluminum, fully aluminum service bed to match the aluminum truck. Um, awesome. To, so you have outfitted. So kind of for the utilitarian side, for the um, commercial, or not commercial use, fleet. but uh, the right. fleet vehicles, okay. uh, to access that in a smaller platform than the Super Duty and the F-150. Um, so we got linked in with them and put all this together, and uh, we get everything, and we're like, something's not right. So, and then we, we figured out that our crew cab is uh, not going to accept the long bed nap hide. So, uh, oh, day, yeah, day of one of owning this uh, brand new 2019 truck that we're not allowed to talk about and can't show any pictures and no one's ever even heard about, uh, we cut the frame and extended a foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, but you talked about the castings taking, they can take months to get yes. done. How do you do that in so, limited time? Or is it yeah, just not cast, no, you fab it? No, actually, that was a big goal for us. So, uh, when we got the got the approval from Ford that we're going to do it, we started harping on them like, hey, we need information. We need design stuff so we can get ahead of the curb here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and they were very forthcoming. It helped us out a ton. You know, a lot of NDAs, as we always talk about oh, NDAs. Yeah. Um, but uh, they helped us out. They got us the, the dimension. So we were able to all in CAD. We use SolidWorks. So uh, all in CAD developed the kit, how it was going to ride. And uh, we actually prototyped two full kits. Uh, one was on ours. One was on ADD's Ranger, the oh, Xbox yeah. Ranger yep. that's in there. Um, so ours was more of a utilitarian, theirs was more of a gaming. Uh, I made the joke by accident of saying PlayStation in a video, and I was like, oh. So it's Xbox. That's okay, I've said all sorts of wrong things yeah. on this podcast that we yeah. get called so, out for uh, all the time. So. so we have two complete six-inch kits on those, and then the rest are running. Uh, we have five others that are in the booth that are running uh, the BDS upper control arms and Fox coilovers. So, yeah. Awesome. So we've got a lot of a lot of Rangers on display with some running some BDS stuff. By the way, uh, NDA? Stands for no, don't announce. <laughs> yeah, non-disclosure. Non-disclosure right. agreement. Non yep, got a stack of those in the uh, old file cabinet. <laughs> so what else is new? What uh, for the for the consumer? Geez, yeah. you want more? I do, because I know he's got more. <laughs> well, can I take a sip of my beer? You can take yeah. a sip of the beer. That's uh, what kind of Corona is that, by it's the way? Uh, I haven't seen familiar. that. Oh, familiar. I don't know. It's uh, like a fancy Corona. Hmm. Well, it's tasty. I got a Stella. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah so, all right. Uh, I got a free beer. I'm happy. Yeah. So uh, 2019, uh, the big three came to came out to show what they got. So uh, obviously you guys have talked about it, 2019 Chevy and GMC uh, Sierra. They're half-ton trucks. Tons of new, I mean, it's all new truck. With, with us developing a kit for it, there's not a single part on the kit that crosses over from the previous model. So we've been hard at work. Um, the kits actually launch in about a week. Along with that, the Ram. They came with that 2019 Ram. Oh, yeah. That you love talking about that 12-inch touchscreen. Great truck. It is. And um, so we've been hard at work on that But nowhere one, so. near as nice as a 2019 Nissan Titan. 
Nissan Titan. <laughs> so we've we've had our hands. We haven't done a ton with the Titan, but the Titan XD. Yep, it's a phenomenal truck. That's we, a great truck. We do you it. have a kit for that? We don't. At this point, we're uh, we're doing more leveling kit size for those. We're testing out the market. They have um, a pretty big wheel well, though. They do. They do, and you can fit a 33 with a leveling kit, yeah. which is is good. So. Uh, you know, it's it's not as mainstream of a truck um, for our consumers. You know what's funny? It's like people are just are finding it though. Like I, I I think people are honestly starting to discover that that truck and what it is because I'm seeing more on the road. They and, are. And it, it's really underrated for how good a truck it is. Well, and it's funny, and I've heard you guys talk about it, but it, my boss has a Nissan Frontier, and. And when he got the Frontier, we're like, what are you doing, man? Getting something, yeah, getting right? something different. And then after we got it, we started looking around like, oh, there's Frontier. Yeah, oh, there's one. Everywhere. Oh, there's one. Yeah. And everywhere we go. That's like, a oh, tough little truck. That yeah. is such a tough little truck. So, so yeah, so uh, there's a lot of kits in the works. Uh, Nissan, we have some stuff in the works, but not as heavy as the domestic hitters. Exactly. The domestic yeah. hitters. Um, and obviously, like we talked about on the Easter Jeep Safari episode, uh, JL, JL, JL is yeah. huge. All so, day long. Uh, Drink, wait, hold on, drinking game. He said JL. Three yeah, drinks. Three drinks. Game. Mm. Oh, free cold beer. That is good. You might have thrown it so dry. What is your most popular, best-selling suspension kit of all time? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I mean, we're, we, we, we cover the gamut, but... Is it uh, like a Ford F-150? No. Um, LM002 Lamborghini? Yeah. Uh, no, not <laughs> one either. Um, close. But, uh, no, I would say our big two, just to narrow it down, all would right, be uh, the Ram 2500, 3500 platform. Oh, okay. Um, but I would say the 09 to, to 13 yeah. body style. Yep. Um, we do a, a phenomenal long arm conversion kit, uh, core liver options for it, leaf springs, traction bars, everything for that. Um, that's always done, been a phenomenal kit. We have a huge uh, stake in that market. And then the Ford Super Duty. Uh, we love that truck. Uh, it's, uh, Do you think that the Ram and the Super Duty are, are more popular than the GMs because you don't need the subframe, the solid axles are easier to lift? I think for the work truck aspect of it, yeah. There's a lot more people that think it's solid axles, yeah. it's going to be stout, there's sure. less parts to break. And, uh, yeah. In fact, there's a one uh, slamming over a bunch of terrain behind you on the screen. That's pretty fun. Yeah, so, and, and you've seen how we, we go. We go out to Easter oh, Jeep. Oh, I know. And, uh, <laughs> you we, guys we, are we, not easy yeah. on your machine. Well, when we have our tow rig, you know, either, it's, we've had them all. A Chevy, yep. Dor yep. Ram, and Ford trucks. On, uh, Do you have a personal favorite? What do you drive? I, I have a 2011 Ford Super Duty, 6-inch core lever conversion, 37s, Fusion bumpers, all kinds of stuff on it. So, you know, just your around town pickup. Sure. <laughs> you know, run, run in the mill, bro. Run the mill. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so... Uh, what we typically do, Easter Jeep, and anytime we go through a mob, that's our tow rig out there. Nice big truck pulling whatever we have, so Jeep or some Toyota or some kind of toy in the back. And then uh, we get out to Moab, we unhook them, and typically we have more than one driver, and everyone wants to drive. So you jump in the tow rig, you jump in the Jeep, and we hit the trail. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's been a few times that uh, maybe a truck went airborne. Um, <laughs> I just watched it on the screen behind you. Yeah, the, uh, the Super well, I think, Duty I, think was, I saw uh, you the night after we we launched our. That the truck we we're just talking about, the 09 to 13, we had a 2010 Ram 2500 that uh, we're seeing what it would do. Uh, we might have. Where was that? It. it was uh, it was behind the rocks, uh, out on the sand. Oh the Moab, yeah, um, the sand pit area. Yeah, on the sand dunes. We uh, we were getting some nice glamour shots of it, you know, getting six inches of air, or whatever. The guy missed the jump a little bit and uh, <laughs> hit the little steeper spot. Uh six to eight feet higher oh. lands it we might have pretzeled the axle um <laughs> it might have. <laughs> might have nobody ever has used the words might have and not meant we absolutely did <laughs> you can't say we might have pretzeled it it's not a broken he actually described what he did to it <laughs> ultimately it still drove um poorly sideways yeah no it, it drove down the road nothing was wrong with the suspension um suspension held just fine we had a six inch long arm with coilovers in there that held up just fine 
However, by the time we towed back home, the uh, the, the 37s that we had on it were uh, <laughs> were bald on one side. Yeah, on, I can't imagine why. <laughs> they made so, that uh, that uh, axle smile. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, don't don't jump your 09 to 13 uh, Super or, uh, Ram 15. So you have so many applications. Where does someone go to find out if you have a kit for their truck? That's a great question, Lightning. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's why he's my partner because I totally forgot to ask that. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, So uh, yeah, easiest place to find us is bds-suspension.com. You can find us on socials. It's at BDS Suspensions with an S on the end um, for all the different major sites. Uh, And then we've got dealers all over the country, international, all over the world. Um, we're biggest in U.S. and Canada, but uh, you can find us anywhere. And if you need a suspension with a no fine print warranty because you're that guy, this is your company. Or if you need an <laughs> ice cold beer, you come to the BDS booth at SEMA. That's right. Good seeing you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, appreciate buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. The show has got to be on fire for you, Aaron. We are in the uh, Any Level Lift booth, and Aaron, you've been on the show with us a few times. I would say the excitement is rising. It, the excitement, well, because this truck is rising. Yes. How like is it for you? You're, this booth is slammed. It's not a major, it's not a huge booth. You, the truck takes up almost all, all of it. it. But, dude, uh, these people are buzzing and uh, nonstop photography here. Yeah, for sure. This show's crazy, man. Like, it's been slammed all day long. I'm here on my feet, been walking around. Like, it's, uh, it's amazing. The response has been incredible. We got this new dually here in the booth. It's one of two on the planet right now, so people are going crazy. Is the about other that. one the one that's in the Anzo booth? Uh, well, actually, that's one of our prior okay. uh, previous designs. They were, uh, regular single they were doing all the fun stuff with it earlier. So oh, we got a yeah. video of it. Very cool. Yeah, we've got. What, what uh, makes this one of two? Well, the dually design, right? Ah. So this is the one of two duallys on the planet right now. I just debuted this this new product for the duallys here. Uh, this year at the show. Awesome. What you're hearing is the truck actually going up and down, and yeah. that is the uh, what's the, the noise or the uh, the hydraulic system, right? Yeah, there's a 24 volt uh, electric over hydraulic pump that runs the uh, the rams, so the truck can raise and lower. And this one, you had a crunch on this one, right? This was down to the wire, or was this one well, done? Oh, this, <laughs> this was absolutely a crunch for us, but our crunch was two weeks prior to okay. the show because we had to get these trucks back to their home shops to finish oh, the rest of the build. So there were it. several nights where well, I think uh, Brandon and I, you know, my, my, my main guy, he, uh, we were there from 7 to midnight for like three weeks. And one of those nights we stayed till 5 in the morning finishing things up. So uh, it's, been, it's been a trip to get here, man. You said the other one was down. What was the booth? Anzo. It oh, was Anzo. the it was a, got, a regular cab, a Super Duty with a uh, utility box on the back. Yep. Very I've got cool. nine trucks at the show here this year. Oh, my Lord. I think we've seen three of them. Yep. Yeah. Where, where are the others? We need to go uh, see them. They're hidden. Yeah. we got to go find Fusion them. Bu- Fusion Bumper. Uh, that booth right over oh, here. Oh, I did see that one, yeah. They've got a truck with triple turbos from H&S on it. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah, over, cool. a, over a thousand horse, that truck there. So keep oh, an like eye that. on that one. I think they're going to try to blow it up. Well, this thing's awesome. So well, let's describe it. It's a uh, it's an F450 uh, dually uh, on, holy crap, I don't even know. Those what? are 26-inch American Force wheels. 42s on, on uh, 42 15.5s on 26s. Yes, sir. <laughs> Six of them. So jealous. You, so I was say you, wi- you wish, you wish. <laughs> I need to be alone with this truck for a few minutes. No, no, don't allow it. It's not good, Aaron. It's not a good sign. Yeah. This one here, I mean, you might be familiar with the, the hydraulic setup. Right? I've actually got, this is an optional setup in the rear here. Where okay. I brought in an airbag as a helper bag. Oh, wow. This, okay. is, a one, this is a one-off. Nobody's ever well, let's done Let's take this a look before. at it. Let's move over to the side here. Where Where's so, a good vantage point? Yeah, so better... Oh, let's go to the back side. Homie, come over here. No, we, we're, we're strapped enough. together. This no, we're good. We're so good. We're good. I can't move. I'm, I'm, I'm tethered to this guy. I'm trying to understand uh, how this arrangement works with these uh, 
cool cantilevering arms and the hydraulics, and it's just it's right, like we're, mad we're science and stuff. We're now crouched down under the bed of Don't this super. Don't hit your head mini. on that hitch because uh, you're going to. Yeah, no. Now you can see here the airbag is in parallel to the coilover. Yep. And then I've got a subframe that actually moves that the airbag's mounted to. So that maintains the orientation of the top of the bag throughout the entire travel. So you're not stretching the bag, you're not twisting it. Aaron, up. I gotta tell you, the craftsmanship is unbelievable. Thank I you. I mean, just all the parts, obviously, grade eight bolts and all that good stuff. But just the welds, the way everything's designed, it doesn't look like it was just pieced together. I mean, this is a thoroughly engineered, well-thought-out system, and you can tell by looking at it. I'm amazed that you're able to package everything because you've got a, a lift-height sensor, you've got your airbag lines, you've got your hydraulic lines, you've got your links, you've got your RAM, you've got your cantilever, you've got your subframe. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going there's on. There's a lot going on back there, and it takes a lot of time to make all of that fit and, and function the way it does. I've I'm got, guessing that at next year's SEMA, there won't be any Chinese companies ripping this off. I don't believe so. <laughs> this well, is I've not, got a few patents on it. Not easy entry into this business. No. no. Yep. No, it's been a trip. I've got over a, a thousand hours into the design oh of my this, gosh. New, this new dually setup. How many summer. parts are on this kit? So if a pallet yeah. arrived at my shop, uh, it's going to be a normal size pallet, probably four feet tall, that's going to house everything. It's, wow. uh, it's a significant number of parts. I haven't added them up. I know my parts list. If I'm Is it like 200 deep? Oh, it's 400 and something. Wow. When you start talking about the bolts and washers and nuts, it's, uh, it's a lot to manage. <laughs> How do you keep that straight? I mean, we've talked about this before. You've started this business. And it's not just, hey, I'm a welder in a shop and I'm making something simple. By the way, SEMA Launchpad winner. Yes. yes. But you've now got to have SKUs on everything down to the washer. You have to have parts bins. You have to have employees. <laughs> like, this is just not a, a simple little The project. guy who gets his pallet, unwraps it, and then puts everything together and goes, oh, dude, I'm, I'm missing one uh, three-quarter bolt. <laughs> We've been pretty good so far. Like, um, I have one guy. Right, but it takes us eight hours to pack a kit. Oh, my god! And he's near death. <laughs> oh, my god! Yeah, when it comes time to put the bolts in the bags for each individual assembly, he's like... Do you think at the end of the day, uh, can we he's get all some loopy? Here? He's, like, skipping, and he has, like, a bag of bolts. He's like, look at my bolts here, my well, bolts Brent, here. Man, he wears, a, he wears a bunch of hats, though. Like, he, yeah, he's a, he can weld like no other. He can, the welds he can, on here are beautiful. They really are. Are I mean, you doing these welds in-house? Um, I use a machine shop. I rent my building on site with the local machine shop that does oh, the Oh, there you go. But when we're doing something prototype... Brandon's there to, uh, Man. to make that happen. Let's yeah. go so around to the, the front of the truck. Hold what's on. the total range of, of height on this particular truck? This one will go stock up to a 13-inch lift. Oh, my gosh. And obviously, any level in between, as the name implies. See what he did there? Well done. Well done. <laughs> I've updated a few things in the front from our, uh, our previous design. The lever arm, I had to actually taper it to clear the gearbox bolts for the 450s because sure. they're huge. Right, they're massive. And uh, it actually ended up being a real nice look for the lever arm, so I'm just going to bring that to all the trucks yeah. moving forward. And instead of using cotter pins now, I've got a pins kind of like a, an excavator yeah, where you can just right. screw it in. Yep. Um, just trying to make it easier for the install. Everything up front, I've got it now, so you can't really screw up how it's installed. Uh, I've added some face plates and things like that so you can bring different colors in and uh, pretty it up. So this, this no, no, kit I, matches the truck and you have the coil of the, it's like a bronze and a charcoal color. Yep. It's awesome. And just to describe this for our, our listeners who are trying to understand any level lift, the magic is in the linkage in the front that, that allows your steering wheel to be centered when you go up and down. And so there's some geometry tricks there. But what's really cool is the fact that the coilover essentially stays in the same height all the time. It's the truck that rises or moves above that. So you always have the same ride quality exactly. and the same travel 
You just happen to be at a different height. Correct. Have you guys had uh, OE engineers come and just like scratch their head and look at you and, and shake their head, cry, laugh? I, I've had quite a cry when I've done that. Yeah, and um, I've had some other engineers just wondering like, why didn't I think of that? You yeah, know what I right. mean? But I went through several iterations on this stuff before I landed on this design. And I'm like, you know what? That works. That's as simple as, as I was able to make it to function and do what it does. Man, it's unbelievable. Um, I wish you guys could it's really, really see mechanical this. art. It really is absolute art. And you saw you said something that was interesting, Aaron, that you've made a dummy proof. So I get this. I probably wouldn't want to install this at home. You know, you do need to be able it's a big truck, you need a shop. But you people today don't follow directions. So how well, do you foresee screw ups? Well here's the thing. I am only selling my product to shops that have either come to us or we've gone to that have been certified and worked with us on an install so they know how everything's done on this hydraulic setup. Because quite frankly, the hydraulic setup is not dummy proof. You have yeah. to know how to run the hydraulic lines, how to run the brake lines, ABS wires, so there's not pinch points and stuff like that. The reason I spent so much time trying to make the steering and pan hard as dummy proof as possible is because I've now got a new product that I'm de here, debuting here in the show that in lieu of the hydraulic lever arm and that system, we now have manual mounts. So you can physically just change the location of the coilover. And with one kit, you can have a four, six, eight, 10, 12, or 13 inch lift, all the same parts. So that basically allows a guy to buy your suspension, even if he can't afford the whole Wazoo hydraulic setup, yep. and he can still adjust what his ride height is. Absolutely. Which is really smart if you think about it. Now you have a high end kit, and it basically ends up being an entry level kit that you can compete with everybody else who's out there and yep. keep that customer you know, to your own basically. Yep, right? that's what we've done and also Smart. it allows for upgrading to the hydraulics later. Um, you know, a guy goes out or, or a girl goes and buys a brand new truck, right? That's a lot of money. So maybe they don't have that extra to put the, the huge like sure. American Force wheels and the 42 inch tires on it. They can put a set of 35s on it, wear the 35s out, save out the money, and then just jack yeah. it up, take an hour yeah, or so. Make it a six inch lift for now, and then exactly. come back and do hydraulics and big wheels and tires when they can afford it down the line. Yeah. So the owners of these uh, suspension systems, Aaron, um, so far, and you've only been doing these production ready systems for a couple of years now, who who is your customer base? Or who are these farmers, are these show trucks? Primarily today, it's been, it's been mostly show truck folks. Um, but that's there's more to it with this system. You know what I mean? Like I am going to be do, doing some more marketing to really show people what these trucks can do in terms of towing with goosenecks and really using the truck as it, as it was intended to be used from the factory, but then still being able to have that show truck on the weekends and, or whenever they want to go and have some fun with it. And if you think about it, there's also some benefits to it for the towing community. You can lower the truck down for a lower center of gravity for when you do have your trailer, yep. or you can lower it down, pick up the hitch, and raise it back up, if, depending on what your hitch setup is on yep. it. Um, I, I think it's incredibly smart, and I, honestly, I'm not a fan of the you know the big brodozers with the, the giant wheels. I appreciate it, yep. not really my cup of tea. However, I have to tell you, after meeting you, the reality is, is I'm looking at your kit, and it, honestly, it, it looks like the most functional, user-friendly, in terms of actually having function off-road, on-road ride quality, you're not using you know big drop brackets and crazy things like but it's it's amazing the engine I'm blown away like this is the first setup like this where I've seen where I've just been like dude I, I get it and I, I see the vision here thank we're, you we're gonna have that. to we're gonna have to share photos Holman because until you see this you cannot grasp how it works mechanically it just yeah. doesn't at least for me it didn't make sense and I, that's why I sought out I sought out Aaron in person He's, I had him walk me through the kit I'm like oh my god it makes so much sense when you see it. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I, I again, 
not typically this type of truck. I appreciate it. I love the big trucks. I love the look, but I always hated like the the ride and how just you're taking function away from a truck. Right. You're not doing that with your kit. Not at all. You're, no. You're, the whole the whole point here was to try to make it something as as extreme as this still practical because you spent yeah. a lot of money on a truck. Absolutely. And you want to still be able to use it. For your marketing efforts going into 2019, 2020, are you going to get out to big events like King of the Hammers on the West Coast, Off-Road Expo, things like that, where guys need, they want to go off-roading? Or, because I don't know how much of this can be used on the East Coast. I mean, there's a ton of it on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to, but we're still, I've only got one employee right now, so to get away from the <laughs> shop, we're shutting the shop down to go to shows. I don't know how you did this with one employee, you know, you well, and I've one other. I've got a lot of good friends, too, and um, support theirs. They're so not going to be your friends very long. You keep <laughs> yeah, working, I'm like, wear them out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually met a potential customer at the show here that's going to get us into the commercial uh, truck shows, too. So they're going to build uh, a truck, a 450, with uh, some utility to it and uh, bring, start bringing it to those other shows and getting into that other market. Do you see benefit for literally fleet, fleet use? Maybe they don't need 13 inches, but maybe yep. having a box or utility bed or something where they need to reach up something higher or yeah. going down to unimproved oil roads or something where they got, I mean, yep. those types of things? What we were talking about doing here is, um, you know, like a fire truck or an emergency sure. response vehicle. Somebody that's got to get to the scene very quickly, but that scene is off-road, right? Yeah. So you, you have to have a low center of gravity to get there, but then the ability to still clear obstacles and things like that. So that's a market that I haven't even touched yet. Sure. And I'm hoping to, to start getting in there this year. Well, you're the darling of the Upper South Hall, I can tell you that. You know? <laughs> Thank you. And uh, <laughs> congratulations again on the success. I have a feeling we're going to be checking in with you yet again. I would as, love to. As your business grows. Please and, do. Uh, I think Holman and I are just enamored with your progress and your entrepreneurial you know, endeavors. It's I appreciate that. Great to see you here. Good to see you. Uh, Family business, again, we've had this theme throughout the show here at SEMA of talking to people of family businesses and uh, Lonnie's at Skyjacker, 45 years. Yeah, that's you know, incredible. It just, you know, we hope that you have the same success and your, your family business made in the USA parts, all that good stuff. So Absolutely. congratulations, man. Thank this you is, very this much. is awesome to see you at SEMA. Yeah, thanks for coming by. Absolutely. For sure. Standing just in front of South Hall, and we're surrounded by amazing looking trucks on air suspension, so that must mean we're in Kelderman's booth. Well, that in the uh, trailer that we're in front of says Kelderman down the side of it. Okay, yes, that's, <laughs> that as well, yeah. And we're standing with Mr. Jeff Kelderman. Yes, sir. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're doing all right, Outstanding. Man. So we wanted to get to the bottom of the air suspension craze when it comes to trucks. You were sort of the uh, innovator, innovator in the space. I think there's a lot of uh, people out there now who have adjustable suspensions and stuff, And but it, we looked Thanks everywhere, and there's tons of Kelderman stuff everywhere. Yeah, absolutely, man. It goes, I mean, clear back. You no, know, my dad started doing air suspension just for ride quality, and Dodge came out with their Cummins in two, uh, 90, 91. About, I would say, 2003, 2004, we started doing the lift kits, and that, that was from people calling us saying, hey, I, I, I'm looking for a lift kit, something that's going to ride nice. No, in fact, that was right at the time when I was at Trucking Magazine. I remember when uh, Jeff first launched and had some of his first vehicles here at SEMA, covered them in, uh, in trucking. And, and to see that, you know, we're, we're here, what, 15 years later, and you guys are still going strong is awesome. Yeah, and we've expanded, you know, we got our suspensions. Not only are we doing stock height, we're doing stuff all the way up to 12-inch kits, but really our most popular kits are the 5 to 6 for the F450s for the everyday business owner that's going to use that truck to pull his trailer, whether he's a contractor or, you know, business guy that needs to get the trailer to the job site or if he just wants to look cool when he pulls up in front of his <laughs> million-dollar house with his, you know, Ferraris and Those bikers. Those are nice customers to have. Right? <laughs> is that the most popular kit? What, what is the most popular kit for you? Well, the, since 2017 Fords came out, it's been crazy. It's been awesome. 
you know, and then a couple of years ago we decided we want to take our, our, our brand. We want to start making a brand more than just suspension. So then we started sure. making bumpers, started making grills. This year we're teamed up with Raptor Shocks out of Minnesota with our own custom valve shock. Oh, oh no awesome. kidding. Yeah. Now that's a scary endeavor because that could go sideways real easy. Well, it's, it's pretty cool because it, it just ride, it rides so good. And I'm trying to make, you know, create a brand so that when people see these trucks with our stuff, you're like, hey, that's a Kelderman truck. Yeah, absolutely. So we go from, you know, 2004 with Big Red here with our first 10-inch lift, you know, one truck here, to between the stuff I have here and then some of the other products that some people may or may not know that I build. We got 50 trucks here with stuff that came Wow. Holy, what the what? I knew. I everywhere yeah. I looked, I'm like, hey, look at that. Oh, Kelderman. Oh, look at that one. Oh, Kelderman. Right. Yeah, and then and again, that's what's cool is, you know, not only seeing when I like, I like hanging out here at the outdoor booth because I get a lot of the industry people coming in and just want to get a break from outside yeah, pressure and they'll come over and just guy after guy after guy is like you know Keldum has created, become such a brand such a, a unique you know just the Circle K or the, or the Keldum sure, yeah, yeah. K people are looking at that saying Man, I remember you 10 years ago. I remember coming here 15 years yeah, ago. I remember absolutely. when you were in California at this show. I was at this show. And when they're all cool, they're like, and you guys are still the same guys that just hang out and talk with everybody. You know, whether you had one a truck at the show or now you have almost 50. You're so, not giving up. No. So, so talk no. to us about the evolution of air suspension. I mean, you've been in this business for 15 years or so. And, uh, you know, technology marches forward and moves on. And what are some of the things that you've learned? And what are some of the differences in today's kits versus when you first started? Well, the thing I'm going to learn about the air suspension is you know we use a traditional four-link suspension been back clear back in the drag racing days so you know you're just working on your geometry that you're trying to keep your pinion angle straight you're trying to come up with effective sway bar combination and and a good track bar but it comes down to the best ride quality is going to depend on your shock valving and then uh the other thing is is the overall reliability of the kit is going to be on your control system sure so because the know, bags are pretty damn reliable these days especially you're using bags that are meant for much bigger vehicles and absolutely. so you're not even close to stressing them out or, or yeah so bag. so the, the bags are not going to give you any problem unless it's rubbing on something okay flat out make sure you got plenty of space now that is more of a challenge on some of these new dodge and fords because they use a small coil sure and we're putting in a bag a lot bigger to get different carry capacity got to make sure your bag's not rubbing on your frame not rubbing on your shock and then you got your people like to jack them all the way up at the show and some people have to dump it down to get into the garage just got to make sure you don't have any friction points on there to keep your bags from getting any weak spots in them are there any applications that you just can't do because you don't have the clearance um, not really, not really. We've been, we've been able to find a way to make things work. Um, you know, some stock, you know, the new Dodges, you know, our stock high kit is going to be a leveling kit because we literally had to pull the bag out just a little bit more to. to Does that require you to run a different offset wheel? So for those no, guys, no, okay. you still run that. It's still, it's still, we just had to lift it up just a little bit more. Got it. Okay. And what would you say, now you touched this and I wasn't aware of this, you're using oversized bags, so guys are concerned they're towing a fifth wheel or whatever, they're like, well, what if a bag breaks or a line just pops out? What are the safety features? Well, you got, you got rubber snubbers at the backup inside the bag. Now, it's going to ride rough, but it's not going to come down and smash your tires. We've got everything designed so you don't have metal on metal contact. So it's a bump stop inside it? Yes, yeah. Got it's it. it's going to be inconvenient, but like I said, the key is to design it so that you don't have anything rubbing on the bag. Um, you know, anything with wheels and mechanical uh, is can potentially give you a problem. We all know that. Um, but I mean, we got we got to figure it out pretty good. It's a pretty good fail safe. It's going to get you. What, did, you what bags are you using, and then what are they? What was the original design intent for them? Well, what we're using is, is Firestone. Now, Firestone has hundreds of different sizes of bags. Sure. But what you got to do is you got to sit down, and you look at your bag. You got to look at you know they have a gazillion different heights. But you got to also try to rate you know front axle on these trucks, seven thousand, eight thousand pounds. We got to get appropriate 
bags for load carrying capacity. We don't want to go too giant because you go too big of a bag in a certain application, you don't have enough air pressure in it, you know, unless you have an incredibly, you know, soft shock with no rebound, it's not going to ride any good. Sure. So you got uh, challenges of unsprung weight. Um, there's, there's a lot more stuff than just, you know, your Bolted on a bag and a shock. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, you know, we're, we're a lot different than the mini trucking guys that, you know, they want to lay frame and that's their, that's their goal. Yeah. Okay. My goal is to take my 450, make it ride smooth, put on a giant gooseneck trailer and be able and to run up out. and down the road 3000 miles a week with no issues. Sure. Do you make any kits, any lowering kits or no, you're just all, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much stock height now. Uh, okay. focus on the diesels. We don't do, we, we got one kit for a Dodge 1500, but, uh, we do everything for the diesels. Well, it's a little easier on a 1500, for, obviously, because coils at all four corners yeah, and they have the air suspension option from the factory. And that that's just a rear. Of, and that was right. just, and the only reason I have that is because I bought a no nine. No, 1500 when they first came <laughs> so out. So the boss needed to uh, well, first truck. I got to ride it off there. Throw some bags on that yeah, thing. There you go. So what's the weight limit uh, if you you've got a really heavy fifth wheel or tongue pull or something yeah, like that? I, I don't have anybody that's calling me saying I, I'm maxing out your kit. So you know we are limited by the sticker on the door. That yeah, says of course. What your max Those vehicle weight. But I'm designing my stuff though that when the bags are at the 100 psi, we're, we're we've still can go a little bit above what and is beyond a, that. What's a typical max PSI for a bag? So if you're running at 100, what's your room cushion the, there? The Firestone bags we run are rated at 100 PSI, but okay. now then it takes 300 PSI to blow up a bag. Got it, okay. I mean, if you're running 100 PSI with a large trailer, I mean, to see a spike over 160 or 170 is going to be crazy. So you're not just going to blow up a bag. Yeah. Well, Again, it, unless it, it's the spikes come from the load changing on it? Correct, correct. Okay. Coming through a pothole, coming off a bridge, yeah, you, know, yeah. a, a, you know, a big impact on it. So we try to match all of our, our bags up and some of the you know kits we use now with their the, we use a larger bag but we also use a large airline and put a surge tank on there. Some people call it accumulator tank. Trying sure. to change the spring rate of the bag so when you hit a bump you've got a little more cushion yeah. as opposed to not having that large airline go into a surge tank, you would get a you'd get a jar. You know, we're trying to eliminate that mule kick. Right. So is there any additional uh, maintenance or anything that's required to keep the bags? Are they susceptible to UV or salt or any of those things? What well, are some things you recommend? If you're in a, it's kind of like a tire. I mean, yeah. if that they're 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 in the shade most of the time, yeah. so it's not like I mean, it. You got to be at least ten years for you're really going to see anything. Okay. And that's so every ten years, you should probably go around and replace your bags. Yeah, and, most of them. You know, ninety percent of the kits I sell, guys are you know flipping these trucks in four or five years. Yeah. You know, either whether they want a newer truck to look sure. cool or they, you know, they're just just moving on, on to the to next thing. But then, relatively maintenance-free in that ten years, though. Yeah, you're not changing out the airbags. You know, you know, ten years you might go through a couple sets of compressors, but we use a Viar compressor. It's not a real expensive compressor, but the thing will run forever. Yeah, yeah. We got a dryer system keeps the moisture out of the system, so it doesn't freeze up in the winter. Yep. Uh, on a, you know, we're using the the new Airlift 3H control system, which has been virtually flawless for us really great system it's got the app on the phone it's extremely reliable we take their version they make us a custom wiring harness because we need a longer wiring harness for these dually long boxes four doors yeah. take a lot more wire than a traditional car we use a different sensor than what airlift use we use the hadley sensor which is a military grade sensor with a longer arm and uh we, we've, we've we've got our points over the years of trying different systems and r d and all that to where we've we're really got an awesome awesome control system that's very reliable and, and you know well i'm not losing any sleep over any of them <laughs> well you look like you're doing all right yeah so if a guy's got a uh, late model f350 what's he looking at to get into uh to one of your kits well it's, like, it's all going to depend on what size of kid he wants you know a stock height you know 
with mechanical system, the traditional, you know, Haldex height control valves, you know, like these on a semi, something like that, you get a front and rear kit, stock height with the whole whole deal for, you know, eight or nine grand. You know, if you're gonna bump up into a five to six or six to eight or 10 to 12, then you're gonna get in with the, the computerized system and, uh, you know, our new, new Raptor line of shocks and all that stuff, you know, you're gonna be closer to 13, 14. Well, I mean, if you've got the money to buy the truck and you've got something that you need to pull that, you know, a big trailer, this is this is the next step. It's the evolution of your towing experience. Sure, absolutely. Well, and the cool stuff now is that the relationship, you know, through the SEMA program, when we get, you know, new trucks come out, you know, most of the manufacturers are pretty quick to get us the files. So, you know, when the new Dodge comes out here in three or four months, I'll go out and buy a four-door short box. I'll have a couple customers sending me, you know, some dualies. Sure. I'll get the files from Dodge. And, I mean, it's it's balls to the wall. We're not screwing around. <laughs> we got to design a stock eye kit, a 3-inch kit, a 6-inch kit, a 12-inch kit, Alpha Series bumpers, Bravo Series bumpers, the Commander Grill Guard. And, you know, we got to get this stuff done now. So you've got a lot of sleepless nights when a new model comes out. we got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, i got a really good crew, though. We, we, we have a lot of fun with that because we want to be first to market. I want We want to be. You know, when that Ford came out, I had a good customer of mine from Texas, bought the, one of the first F-250 he could find. He had to pay like ten grand over sticker. Ooh. I had it in my shop. It came out of Missouri. I'm in Iowa. And we had that thing in three weeks down at the Lifted Truck Nationals on 40s. And 90% of the people that showed not even seen a 2017 Ford yet. And here we're sitting there with a 12-inch lift on 40-inch tires. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. That's awesome. And bumpers. We had the bumpers on the thing, too. Holy crap. How are the the bumpers? Uh, what's the what's the response? You debuted these, what, two years yeah, ago, I want to say? Yeah, we did it two years ago. What it was is, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of great bumper manufacturers out there. And we were using a lot of different ones. But what's happening is I'm trying to create a brand. I'm kicking stuff out of my shop that doesn't look anything different than somebody in Houston. Sacramento, Miami, it's the same thing. So we sat down and was like, you know what? You know, I want to build my own grill and I want to build my own bumper and I want this stuff to look different than everybody else. So that's where we got into, you know, sitting down where the image of the company we want to go. You know, you look at stuff on Instagram with that front bumper and almost everybody that does a bumper buys the grill. It's like, boom, there's a Kelderman yep, truck. You right know there. your truck right yeah. there. That's a Kelderman truck. And if it's got the Kelderman bumper, over half of them have the suspension on them so we just know right there that you know just like if you see a shelby mustang a roush mustang yep. well we're trying to make a kelderman truck there you go well it's great to see uh, all your success i mean as they're at the beginning and covered you in the magazines when you guys first launched and so it's exciting to here we are 15 years later and you're still at it making some pretty awesome trucks <laughs> yeah, so. it's a labor of love guys uh, out here labor. drinking a beer with the best of us well you know that's uh, or the worst beer 30. Us, it is beer 30. <laughs> beer 30 you can set in line for the tram for the next 45 minutes or you can come yeah, and hang beer. out at the kelderman trailer after seeing us yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing yeah, that's somebody here is a pro that is a pro tip from <laughs> jeff kelderman at kelderman air ride suspensions jeff is so awesome to uh, to see you again and, and see your success and thanks for carving out some time for us thank you you got it man anytime the truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. Vegas, baby, Vegas.